Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Out of Office Unfiltered. I am your host, Taylor Nicole, and uh, today we are doing the impossible, I think. If you look at the timestamp, I don't know if that's the correct word, but when this episode is posted and when the last episode was posted, we are looking at a week apart everyone and um that's never been done before this actually in all honesty this might go up a day late depending on how editing goes but I think it's kind of cool that I am posting once a week so far we just got to do this like six more times to make it a habit so yeah even if this goes up a day late I think that's better than a month in between episodes. I think, you know, one of the issues with me posting weekly, which I love doing, I'm really happy, honestly, that I'm sitting down and recording this. Um, But one of the like, conflicts in this is that not much has really happened since the last episode. So I don't really have much to talk about. But I am really happy to be sitting down and recording. Today was a really long day. (laughs) I stayed up way too late last night. I was cleaning until like 1am randomly. It was like 11.45 and I was exhausted. I got up to wash my face and get ready for bed and then just started cleaning. And then I looked at the clock and it was 1.06 and... I just have no idea where the time went, but then had to wake up for work this morning and have been kind of exhausted all day. It was a rough day at work, you know, just it's Tuesday um, and it felt a lot like a Wednesday, you know, just like the classic like midweek bumps that I had to deal with, but that's, that's fine. It was fine. It was honestly, it was an okay day. But uh, after work, I came home and my mom made this delicious, like super fresh dinner. She made a chicken with some fresh baby carrots and cut potatoes. And it was actually amazing. I literally, I ate so much of it because it was so good. It tasted like, like the chicken and like the sauce, I guess, or like, No, it wasn't a broth, but, like, the sauce or the seasoning, like, the chicken rub made it taste like Boston Market chicken. So, if anyone's ever had Boston Market chicken, you know that taste, and it was actually to die for. It was amazing. I am going to bring some to work tomorrow, and I'm probably going to eat it until I die every single day. Just kidding. We don't have that much, but I told my mom that she needs to save the recipe because it was fantastic. And then I went to the gym with my boyfriend and had a pretty good workout. We went to the gym yesterday and so I was a little sore so I didn't get to go as hard as I would have liked to but I'm really proud that we went to the gym two days in a row. He does it all the time but I have also been really into this book. I'm reading Every Summer After right now and I've just been really into it. I find that can't think of the author's name right now, but she's just an amazing writer. And so I'm very captivated by that. And sorry, I think 
think I may have moved too far away from the mic for a second. Yeah, she's an amazing writer, and I have just been so sucked into that book, and uh, I'm really proud of myself for putting it down for five seconds to go to the gym, and just got back from the gym. It's like 10.30 p.m. right now. Gonna record a quick episode for you guys. Last week's episode was super deep and intense, and so uh, just wanted to give y'all a quick episode. Uh, wanted to plug in the microphone, click record, and catch up with y'all. So I guess, of course, as always, starting with the life updates, uh, this past weekend, what did I do? Friday, I got to go to a baseball game with my team from work, and that was super cool. We got to get like a, our tickets were like sweet tickets that the company paid for, and so we had like all-you-can-eat food, like all-you-can-drink. The seats were like right by home plate, and I love my team. I'm very grateful to be a part of such a great team, and so It was just a good time all around, and then I, like, passed out Friday night. It was a late night (laughs) because it was a late game, but then Saturday, woke up super early and had to get some stuff ready. My boyfriend and I were driving down to my old college, Christopher Newport University, for uh, graduation, my little hi Evan if you're listening she just graduated so everyone say congratulations to Evan uh so proud of her but we had to wake up early I had to finish some stuff surrounding getting her gifts ready and then we had breakfast with my grandmother and my cousin and then after breakfast and getting to catch up and everything we drove down to CNU and usually that drive is like two and a half hours uh, and unfortunately on Saturday it was like five hours. I think just with it being graduation season it was a longer trip than usual but my boyfriend is a saint and drove me down there, went to graduation, I got to meet some of my friends and uh, it was really cool. I got to like show him around campus, show him some of the spots that I went to off campus. And then, yeah, we kind of just made a whole day of it and then drove back. And again, another late night, got back kind of late and just both of us passed out. And then Sunday um, was Mother's Day. And so I got to celebrate with my wonderful mother, We started Sunday off. I went to Home Depot. My mom doesn't love getting flowers because she gets sad that they die. And so, and she just has like the biggest green thumb ever. She's so good at gardening and I just did not inherit those genetics, but she likes getting plants as gifts. So went to Home Depot Sunday morning and picked up like 10 different plants for her and came home and gave her the plants and a card and then I had made an appointment for her and I to get pedicures in the afternoon and then after that we went to a brewery uh, with my boyfriend and had some drinks and dinner and then came home and did some yard work for her 
and uh, just kind of hung out the rest of the night and had like a a chill night and so yeah that was that was my weekend it was really fun it was super nice to be able to spend an entire day with my mom we were definitely exhausted by the end of the day but it was really nice and then this week honestly like not much has been going on like I said I've been getting back in the gym which is cool I think something or an issue I guess that I was kind of forcing upon myself was I used to be an avid runner I used to run a lot I got really into running during quarantine when all of the gyms were closed and I love the idea of running (laughs) I don't entirely love running but I like the idea of it and my competitive nature comes out and so I like competing with myself in regards to like timing and distance and so when the gyms opened back up I just started running on a treadmill and you know obviously life picks up like when I was in college I was going to the gym every day sometimes twice a day because I genuinely enjoyed it And it was just a great way for me to pass my time. Like, I just really loved being in the gym. And then I graduated, and obviously life picks up. And I've talked about this a little bit in a previous episode, but finding the energy to go to the gym after a long day at work can be really hard. But it's also really easy to kind of fall out of that rhythm and to kind of squash that habit. And so, you know, obviously, if you're not consistently working on a skill, any skill, it's going to deteriorate. And so that kind of is what happened with me and running. Like, my mile time started increasing. I couldn't do sprints as long as I was used to. Uh, Long distances just kind of got shorter and shorter and shorter. And, uh, I mean, a lot of that is just, like, understandable and kind of expected when moving into a different rhythm of life and a different day-to-day schedule but I like kind of just stopped running for a while and then as I've been trying to get back in the gym like I've talked about over the past couple of months in my podcast I uh, have I guess yeah I guess I've kind of I've struggled with kind of coming to terms with my mile time and distance deteriorating. And so I would not run for weeks at a time and then I would go into the gym and try to run and be upset and really hard on myself when my just numbers or stats like weren't where I was used to them being or where they had been before. And uh, I was kind of making myself miserable going to the gym trying to get back to those numbers, but without ever building up. Like, I was kind of just showing up and, like, trying to force myself to run, like, four miles, and it wasn't working, and I was not having a good time. I wasn't enjoying myself. I was leaving the gym in a worse mood than I showed up to the gym in, and so yesterday... I went and I just was like, I'm just going to do an incline walk and abs. Like, I'm going to have an easy day. 
and kind of ease myself back into it. And then today I was like, you know, like yesterday I left the gym feeling really good because I had done something and moved my body. So I kind of did the same thing today and just like listened to my body. And it's funny too, because this morning, the book I'm reading every summer after, there's a part where one of the characters, Sam, is telling the main character or like trying to teach her how to run. And he was like the most important part of running is walking, I think is what he said. But he talks very briefly about how, you know, like you start out walking and then you sort of start incorporating the run into the walk and that's how you build up your distance and how you shorten your time. And so that was like kind of a reminder, like I'm starting from scratch essentially and I can't just show up and run four miles and expect myself to have a good time. So I... uh, left the gym today again feeling like really happy about it and actually like super excited to go to the gym again tomorrow because I have come to terms with the fact that I am starting from scratch and I do have to build my stamina back up to what it was before and so with that I'm gonna start out with my walks and then start incorporating my runs again And hopefully just improve my overall relationship with the gym because I think, you know, forcing myself and pushing myself past what I was capable of and then being really hard on myself when I wasn't achieving it was ruining my relationship with the gym and really hard for me to cope with. And so, yeah, I'm really excited. It's kind of weird. I feel like just little parts of my life are like falling into place right now. Like I'm, I feel really, really good about the gym and my relationship with the gym. And I know it's been literally two (laughs) days that I've gone, but if you're someone who, you know, goes to the gym a lot, I think that you'll kind of understand where I'm coming from when you just, you know, when you're falling into that good rhythm. And I'm also really excited because the weather is getting warmer and nicer and so I can start running outside again. And if you're into running, you'll probably agree with me when I say running outdoors is a lot easier and like just an overall easier process than running on a treadmill indoors. Uh, So I'm really excited to start incorporating some morning runs potentially or at least morning walks and then runs, baby steps Taylor, into my schedule because that was one of my favorite parts of quarantine was being able to run outside. And now that I'm like home full time, like I was during quarantine, minus, you know, going to work, I have my like regular running routes and everything already mapped out. So I am super excited to start running outdoors again. But I guess looking ahead, other than the gym, the wedding that I have been talking about is this weekend, and I am excited to let you all know that I did get a dress, and it did come in time, so very excited about that. Peep my Instagram after this weekend if you want to see what the dress looks like specifically, but basically it is like a mint green sort of v-neck low back dress with a cute little slit and it's got some like gold specks in it it's really pretty I am super excited to wear it and I'm super excited that it 
came in time and that I found something to wear that I actually like. But uh, yeah, so the wedding is this weekend and I am super excited. I know it's going to be so much fun and I am just so excited to celebrate two of my favorite people. I just think it's going to be so cool and I'm probably going to be an emotional wreck just like I was at CNU graduation. I was a hot mess the night before I was like crying about my little graduating. I'm just so proud of her. And then the day of, we like made eye contact like right before she crossed the stage and both of us just started crying and we hugged each other when she got off the stage and I just, we both were just crying like two little babies, but truly she has grown so much. And so Evan, if you're listening to this, this is my public testament that I am so proud of you every day and can't wait to see what the next chapter has in store for you. Okay, so I mentioned at the beginning of the episode that I didn't really have much to talk about today, but I kind of had an idea on an episode or like how I, what I could do with this episode. There's a game called We're Not Really Strangers. If you haven't played it before, it's like a card game that people play to get to know each other. And the questions range from three different levels of, I guess, depth. So first level is super, like, super surface level. And, like, I think one of the first cards is, like, do you think I would like Taco Bell or McDonald's? And then they increasingly get more deep and thoughtful. And I love this game. I played it with my boyfriend fairly early on in our relationship and we literally played it for an entire car ride, like two and a half hours, and then had a wine night and played it literally up like until 5am. And it was so much fun and just a great way to like ask each other questions that I think people typically don't ask their partners or ask people in general. And so we really like it, um, and we've played it a couple times, and it is available for free online <laughs> on Quizlet. <laughs> so if you're if you're the creator of the game, I'm sorry, but I thought it would be kind of cool to do like a random number generator and get a number and then answer the card or the question that is on that card just to kind of start a conversation. I think it would be really fun and just like a cool way to figure out a topic for this episode. So there are 289 cards. I'm going to look up a random number generator. Okay, minimum one, maximum 289, generate 185. Okay, I'm going to, oh, I have to sign in. I'm going to edit this post-production and we are now going to cut to when I have card 185 pulled up. Okay, we are at card 185. We are on level two, which is the connection level. And the card is, finish the sentence, dating is blank. It's an interesting card. I guess I can take this in kind of any direction. I think dating is fun. Uh, I've dated 
a good amount of people in my short 23 years, which I'm very proud of. I'm not entirely proud of the people that I have dated, but I'm very proud of the lessons that I have learned from every relationship that I've been in. And I've talked to some of my really close friends about this. And I think the cool thing about dating when you're young is, and I mean, this is kind of a hot take, but I don't think necessarily you need to be dating to marry. I think more so the emphasis should be placed on dating to learn, dating to understand what you want in a relationship and what you don't want in a relationship, dating to understand boundaries, dating to understand non-negotiables in a relationship. I think looking back at my first relationship in high school that, you know, (laughs) we like naively thought we were going to get married and although he is one of the sweetest souls I've ever met and is doing so well and I'm so proud of him and will always be rooting for him from a distance I'm very glad that it didn't end up in marriage because the person that I was in that relationship is not the same person that I am today And I think that eventually we would have clashed and the non-negotiables would have been very prevalent and obvious and, you know, the different things that we wanted in life would have been very obvious and hard to compromise in. I think dating and every relationship has its fair share of compromise But I think that compromise is healthy to a certain extent. I think you shouldn't expect someone to compromise their morals or their values or what they confidently want out of life for you. I don't think that's fair to either person in a relationship. And I think, you know, the most compatible relationships are between two people who obviously have the same morals and values and the same or at least a similar vision of where they want to end up and what they want their life to look like. And I don't think that you can actually get that perspective without dating multiple people. I think I've learned a lot from the people that I've dated, and I am really grateful for everything that they taught me, whether we're in contact now or not. I do wish them all the best. I did have fun in a lot of the relationships I was in, some more than others, but I did learn a lot. And so I think overall dating is an opportunity to learn more about yourself, learn more about how humans operate in general, and an opportunity to learn what types of humans you work best with so that as you continue dating, you can form this checklist and basically have the boxes that absolutely need to be checked off. And as you continue to meet people and to date and to be in relationships, you can go down and see what boxes someone checks off in order to know or in order to help you understand or see whether or not 
this person is truly compatible and actually a good fit for you. And so while my dating history isn't (laughs) great, and although I am proud of it in certain aspects, I am very grateful for the multiple relationships that I have been in and everything that I've learned from them because it has allowed me to find healthy relationships and find myself now in a healthy relationship with someone who I am compatible with and who does have the same vision for our future. And I think that that's just kind of like the bottom line. I think this is always like a hot take for me. Like I've talked to a lot of people about this and how I just don't agree with the phrase you should date to marry and yada yada yada. I think, I mean, you shouldn't be in a relationship if you're not ready to be in a relationship. And if you don't want to date (laughs) casually, then don't. But I don't necessarily agree with the concept of purely dating to marry someone because I think that that kind of locks you in a box and closes off your perspective to really understanding and being able to get a grasp on things that your partner does or doesn't do that you can see yourself being okay with for the rest of your life. I was listening to the Call Her Daddy episode a couple weeks ago and Alex was talking about I think something that her mom had said where she was talking about how this person was unhappy in their marriage with their partner and was like I mean I guess this is like the marriage like this is what I'm with like this is it and her mom was like you have 40 years. (laughs) You have like 40 years in the average life left. Can you honestly see yourself being unhappy like this for the next 40 years of your life? Like that's kind of a, that's a crazy thing to think, but it really does put everything into perspective. Like if you're dating to marry and you are in a relationship and there's something that comes up that you really don't agree with or you can't get on board with or you don't feel comfortable compromising or sacrificing, I think it is crazy to confine yourself to that relationship, especially in your 20s. I mean, you've got like 60 years (laughs) on the average lifespan. Being unhappy or uncomfortable with whatever this is or with that dynamic or that compromise, or that sacrifice. You've got 60 years of being unhappy or not content with that scenario that you're in and that relationship, when in reality, there probably is someone out there who aligns with everything that you you and your current person align in, but then also those areas where you and that person that you're with don't align in, like goals or morals or values or where you want to be in the future and so that's not to say you can't meet that person early on in life and start dating them and get married and live a happy life together and be in a healthy and happy relationship it's not to say that at all it's more so I just don't think that people should confine themselves to that and put them in a position where they're in a relationship and they think 
you know, I'm in this relationship and I only date to marry and I decided to date this person and so I need to make it work and we are just going to have to get on board with this compromise that makes me uncomfortable. I don't agree with that. I think that that's not fair to either person Um, and I think that that's a recipe for a relationship that could potentially see a lot of resentment down the road. And this is, I mean, something that I learned in relationships that I thought were going to end with us together. And now looking back, I can say, thank God that they didn't because I can't imagine, one, having grown into the person that I am now and that relationship being sustainable. And two, I can't imagine spending the rest of my life, 60 years, (laughs) in that state of disappointment or resentment or just uncomfortableness because I either sacrificed things that were important to me or allowed someone to sacrifice something that was important to them. And so I guess, you know, bringing it back to the card, I think that dating is a learning opportunity. I think dating is what you make of it. I think It can be really fun, or it can be a disaster. (laughs) Um, I think that dating is what you make of it based on your own individual capacity to be dating and to be mingling with other individuals in that sort of capacity um, or in that sort of scenario. I think that if you're someone who is very closed off to relationships and to getting to know other people on that level, then you're probably not going to have a great time dating um, or find those connections. You know, I kind of think it's one of those, like, you attract what you're looking for. And I had my fair share of seasons where I was going on dates just to go on dates, to be social, to meet people. But I also had some seasons of my life where I was going on dates genuinely to try to find a level of compatibility with another human. And although, you know, I went on plenty of dates and I've dated plenty of people and I've been in relationships, although they weren't all sustainable or long term, I did learn a substantial amount from each relationship about myself, about other people, about what is necessary for me to have in a relationship, what I need from another person that I'm in a relationship with, the importance of communication in a relationship, the importance of understanding your attachment style in a relationship, the importance of working through your own shit before you get into a relationship. Um, and, uh, so it's been really, I mean, it's been really cool. I think dating is really cool. I think it's a great opportunity to learn a lot about yourself. And uh, yeah, so while I'm not necessarily proud of, you know, every relationship that I've been in, I am very proud of what I could extract from each relationship to kind of learn and invest in and grow from. And I think that going on dates and dating people and getting to know them and yourself and your capacity for dating and all of these do's and don'ts and wants and needs and will just enable you to eventually find yourself in a relationship that is healthy, 
happy, sustainable, encouraging. And uh, I think that's kind of, you know, everyone's end goal in dating. Like no one goes into dating or into a relationship and is like, oh, gosh, I really hope that this sucks. I hope that, you know, it ends horribly. <laughs> but, um, you know, I think I think everyone goes into relationships very optimistic. I think everyone goes into the concept of dating and the action of dating very optimistic and even if it does end terribly even if it crashes and it burns and it is catastrophic at least you know you probably learned something there's got to be something that you can take away from the relationship and now you know what you will and won't put up with in the future what you will and won't do in a relationship in the future and probably have a good bit of information about yourself that you can either invest in or work on before getting into another relationship. And you have the material to ask the right questions when dating to ensure that you are actually mingling with someone that you are compatible with and can actually start to build that foundation of, you know, communication and trust and honesty and grow as a relationship, as a couple or a unit together on that foundation rather than not understanding all of this information about yourself, not understanding what you truly value and need in a relationship and kind of just blindly building a house without understanding what foundation you're laying it on. And so, yeah, crazy tangent for me to go off of from a card, but yeah, I think I think the answer that I would go with is that dating is what you make of it in regards to the individual capacity that you have for dating. Yeah. That was fun. I really enjoyed that, actually. I hope you guys did, too. I think that I'll probably continue to do that when I just don't know what I want an episode to be about or if I don't have anything super pressing that I want to talk about. May is Mental Health Awareness Month, so I am hoping that next week I will be recording an episode just kind of talking about my own mental health journey. It's going to be kind of weird because I've posted about it on social media, but I've never really sat down and recorded and then listened back at me talking about my mental health journey, and so it'll be interesting, but I think I'm up for the challenge and I'm really excited to sort of share that side of myself with you all. But with that being said, May is Mental Health Awareness Month, so I do want to make a point to say to anyone who's listening that if you are in need of someone to talk to, resources to help you in your mental health journey, or just someone to sort of lean on or help you map out the next steps on starting that journey, uh, I am more than happy to be that person for you. My DMs are always open. Obviously, if you know me personally or from social media, you know that I'm very passionate about mental health awareness, and I think that it's something that's not spoken about enough. And so, you know, one of the biggest reasons why I wanted to start this podcast was to be able to be open and vulnerable about mental health and to sort of forge that conversation and normalize it a little bit. And so I am more than happy to share my story and to work with others while they try to work through their own story and their own journey and 
promise to be accepting and understanding and empathetic because I've been there. I know how dark mental illness can get and I just don't want anyone to ever feel like they are alone in that sort of mindset and that they have to walk through this journey alone. So um, if anyone needs anything, anyone to talk to, resources, advice. My DMs are always open and I'm more than happy to, you know, take those first steps with you and to walk through that journey with you as well. All right, guys, thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Super grateful to everyone who listened. Thank you for being here. And I hope everyone has a great rest of their week, a restful and rewarding weekend. And I cannot wait to talk to you next week. All right. Bye, guys. Oh,